Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools on the internet. And, and if you have not gone to Hashtag Basketball recently, you probably should because there are updated dynasty rankings, there are updated projections, even short-term projections uh, that are all new features uh, or at least new updates for um, the rest of the season on hashtagbasketball.com. So this is not something, uh, a, a page you go to at the beginning of the year, you, you stop paying attention to it. Hashtagbasketball.com continues to support you in your quest for fantasy basketball glory. Go check them out at hashtagbasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? So, Michael, I have a question for you. You always have a you always have a question. I'd say sometimes the questions are um, really just ways to talk shit to me. But uh, we'll uh, this is only twenty percent of the time. And I I'm I'm gonna guess this one. I'm gonna say this is one of those eighty percent questions. But we'll see. Okay. What is this question here? Um, if you could be any player in the NBA, who would you be? Any player. Any player in the NBA? I mean, that's a, actually that's a fairly decent question. Um, I mean, John Wall is making an absurd amount of money, so maybe it's John Wall. But after a certain amount of money, that's that seems like a, you know, it's kind of like, well, what's another twenty million dollars when you have two hundred million dollars? Uh, you know, I don't. I, I'm not sure. I'd probably be someone taller. Uh, I'm not that tall. Little um, insider information. Not that tall of a person, so it'd probably be like uh, maybe like Dirk. Dirk's pretty cool. He seems like a cool guy. Everybody likes Dirk. I'm gonna go with Dirk. I'd be Rudy Gobert. Why? Why would you be Rudy Gobert? I don't. I don't get that. Because he's I, French, dude. Oh, he's French. I assume he. That's can, cool. I assume he enjoys a lot of cool things. And you could also just be like, "Hey, man, don't mess with me," because you're huge and you just. That's true. Block everything, and you can just be like, "Yeah, man, get out. Don't talk to me." I'm Tony Parker's Tony Parker's French. He seems pretty cool. Does he still play in the NBA? Mm, does he? On, does he on Charlotte still? What happened there? Did he retire? <laughs> when no, I wasn't looking, he's on Charlotte. I was just I was I was poking fun at old Tony. I had to. I had to actually. I had to take a half a half a thought about that and make sure he did play. In the NBA, um, he's definitely not a guy that you'll be targeting uh, in this episode, where we are going to be talking about all the uh, buy low candidates out there. Uh, some some of these players, some people, you know, struggling going into the Christmas break. Um, it's a little, you know, it's a little early in the basketball season to uh, worry too much, but it is not early in the fantasy basketball season. Uh, now is the time to get on some of these buy low deals. But before we go into that, I do want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers out there. Uh, Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, we are um, always excited when we get uh, feedback and when we get to interact with our uh, Patreons out there. And I want to give a special shout out to Chris Kerr and Luke Brownfield. So 
Chris and Luke both by joining up just recently and becoming subscribers on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You're going to get early access to this episode along with our other waiver wire and buy low sell high episodes uh, before all the other regular listeners. So that's a, that's an extra perk for all those Patreon subscribers out there. And on top of that, you will be getting into the mid season. I screwed up listener league, which we do have a couple spots left. We're probably going to have to cut it off. But if you are interested in this league, now is the time. Do not wait. Do not wait till Christmas. Don't be that deadbeat dad getting toys uh, the day before Christmas. Don't do it. Subscribe now. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We will get you into that league. I promise. Tyler, are you, you we got to get this, uh, we got to get this league uh, set up. We're doing a slow draft, right? Indeed we are. So, um, I think with our listeners out there, uh, we're not going to make this one of them, you know, like our, our li- uh, we have a few listeners leagues that are pretty big. This one's not going to be that big because uh, I think when you get too big, it, it, you know, it dilutes that waiver wire, it dilutes uh, some of the competition. And uh, I want this to be kind of a, uh, I want to, if, if you're leading in the redraft league, I don't know if I'm going to allow you into this. I, I probably will because I'm, I'm, I'm a nice enough guy, but uh, you know, this is for all those people who are screwed up out there. That's how I see it. Mike just wants to be able to beat somebody, and he knows he can't beat anybody in the redraft league. So, yeah, this is the real league, in my opinion. I'm uh, next, like you know, third to last in the redraft league. So, in my opinion, this league is the league that only league that matters. This is the league of all leagues. Yeah, this is the top league of all leagues of all t- maybe of all time. Uh, but the winner will get a special prize, and we we cannot tell. We cannot tell you what it is, mostly because we don't know what it is. But let's get right into it, Tyler. Let's talk about these buy low uh, candidates you get out there. And, um, you know, recently a couple of these guys have been, um, you know, some of these guys have been underperforming. Some of these guys are coming back from injuries. Uh, Some of these guys are injured. But there's one particular player that I'm surprised – that he is still on this list, and I'll I'll let you guess why. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has not really. I mean, he he came into the league, or excuse me, this season. He came into this season with a ton of hype, and uh, had a really really slow start, and is still having a slow go of it. And uh, I really I really don't know what to make of it, but it, it seems like you have a little bit more faith in old Donnie Mitch than I do. So Tyler, tell me why you're still a buy low on, on Donovan Mitchell. Well, I mean, we talked about this in the preseason, how we thought he was being a little bit overvalued and, you know, that has somewhat been the case. And Mitchell has his, you know, negatives. He's not a good field goal shooter. He may not be that great of a three point shooter, although he did shoot 34% last year and he's only shooting 30% this year. Um, but if you just take Mitchell for what he is, I mean, especially in head-to-head leagues, he's scoring 21 points a game. He's getting you 1.7 steals. He's getting you three rebounds. He's getting you over three assists, like two three-pointers. You know, you put it all together, and that's a valuable player. And he's kind of hit the skids a little bit so far this year. And, I mean, if you look at uh, Hashtag Basketball's new set of projections, right? That's right. Um, Brand new. 
And, and what these projections do is they basically use the per 36 minute numbers for the last 30 days. And then they multiply it by the minutes they've been averaging for the last two weeks to kind of make the ranking. And Donovan Mitchell only comes in at 76th. Um, he's definitely better than the 76th ranked player. And I think people are getting frustrated enough with Mitchell because they, you know, they picked him at, you know, 30, maybe even in the 20s, and they're not getting that value back. And so you, this might be the time to buy where you buy Mitchell for like a top, a barely a top 50 player, and you get a nice little steal. I'm going for it. Yeah, this could be the part of the season where people kind of turn on him and say, well, this guy's just struggling. He's just trash. Like, I don't know what's going on here. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it back. And, you know, if he does have a really, you know, improved second half, you've just made a, a fairly good mood or a, a good move. But, and, and then you're going to be in a good mood. I'd like to be in a fairly good mood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You will be in a good mood if you do this trade. If you get, if you buy low and Donovan Mitchell. Here's the only problem I have is that, like you mentioned, he was overhyped going into this season. Chances are the person who drafted him was very, very interested in having him on their team. And that usually, even though he's underperforming, permeates into the value that that, um, that team owner has for those types of players. So often you see people hold on to these guys and just go, dude, it's Donovan Mitchell. I, I'm only, I, I'd rather, I, I'm only going to take Oladipo for Donovan Mitchell. And it's like, well, no, that's really, the, the preseason rankings are not how this works. Uh, but sometimes you run into that type of uh, of owner, and that's usually someone it's impossible to trade with. Yeah, and that's always going to be a thing, you know what I mean? Like there's always going to be situations where – and that's why we, we say buy low and sell high. We don't just say buy, right? I mean I'm not going to buy him at any price. I'm going to buy him at the right price. Yes, that is the most important part when you are selling high or buying low. Um, and – the next guy on this list, um, also a disappointing season, um, and that is Aaron Gordon, who a lot of you know over the last couple of years he's been the the guy who everyone's pointed at and said, all right, like this guy's gonna break out here. Just give him a give him another give him another season. He's gonna break out. You know, I give him a, maybe he was half injured half that season. You know, like give him another. Give him another chance. Give him, give him a little bit of a go. And over um, the last month, he has his field goal percentage has fallen off a cliff, and he is uh, struggling uh, mightily. In fact, most of his stats are down. And uh, you know, other than the obvious of we think most things return to the mean. Where do you see Aaron Gordon's uh, kind of like upside? Do you think he simply is kind of lower, low valued right now because of his play, or do you think he's low valued because he's actually better than what his per game average for the season is? Well, and we talked about this in the preseason too. I think that, you know there's a lot of people who are a lot higher on Aaron Gordon than I was. Um, so you mentioned the narrative part of it, right? Oh, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. He's going to break out. Oh, and I, I mean, I've been getting the questions. Is Aaron Gordon just this player? Is he even worse than he was last year? You know, so the narrative angle kind of plays into this. And the other thing that I think is the reason now to buy Aaron Gordon is we've seen him be very kind of up and down 
and he's pretty down right now. And when he goes back up, you're going to want to own Aaron Gordon, I think. And here's the other reality too, right? He's probably going to finish somewhere around one and a half to two three-pointers a game and a steal and a block a game. So that, that alone makes him pretty valuable. And you throw in the fact that he's probably going to get you seven or eight rebounds, like 16, 17 points a game. I mean, like Eric Gordon is a pretty valuable fantasy player despite, you know, not being very consistent. Yeah, he is he is solid with the uh, you know the potential of getting a block steal and three pointer, which is super rare and, and more important than I think a lot of head to head people give that those those stats credit for. Uh, definitely in roto leagues, you pay attention when someone is able to give you uh, a couple threes, almost a steal and almost a block. Um, those percentages do kill you in a roto league, though, for Aaron Gordon. So you know it's kind of one of those. Uh, is going to bite you one way or the other type of players. I I like Aaron Gordon. I was on Aaron Gordon uh, a couple years ago. I was always trying to get him to get going. I I owned him during that uh that period of time where he was like a top you know thirty five player for the first couple months of of the season. Uh, I think that was last year, and um, it's been very very disappointing to see him kind of here at the bottom of the barrel at the bottom of standard leagues. And I, I just don't think that is his actual value. we got a long season ahead of us. I understand in fantasy, like we said, it's about half over if you're in a head-to-head league. But uh, I'm willing to buy low on Aaron Gordon for the right price. And that, that, rice, that price should be pretty low right now. Uh, and I think chances are you, if you can trade someone who's like, you know 100% is always going to be like the 90th ranked player and it's like super boring versus someone with the upside of Aaron Gordon. I think you have to take Aaron Gordon every time. All right. Here's the question of all questions. You have Julius Randle and you get offered Aaron Gordon. Oh, man. That's a tough one. And uh, what, what, what what kind of, what kind of league are we in? Um, standard 12 team head to head. Man, I might, I actually might have to stick with Julius Randle. I think it's actually pretty close. It's closer than I think uh, the the casual fan is going to admit. Um, now we're we're saying Julius Randle is healthy, correct? Well, we're assuming that they both play relatively the same amount of games the rest of the season. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, I actually think it's kind of a toss-up, but I think Julius Randle is having a little bit of a bump type of season, even though fantasy-wise, he is not that great of a player when you look at his threes, blocks, and steals. So it's like, do I desperately need the 20-some like the points that Julius Randle could possibly be, the 20 and 10 that he could possibly be giving me every night? Uh, or do I want that kind of a, a across-the-board type of game that Aaron Gordon is more capable of and it would, I, like I said, I actually think this is a toss-up. I think that's a pretty good, um, I and think it's a pretty good question. And this is where, you know, looking at short-term things like, you know, the player rate or last 15 or, or you know, Joey's new short-term rankings can create some value discrepancies, right? Like Randall's the 27th ranked player, if you look at the last month, basically. And Aaron Gordon is the 106th ranked player. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. just not even close to being accurate. But here's the here's the thing that that makes it worth feeling. Okay, so if you really think that Gordon is better than Randall, or they're basically the same player, you could probably in a lot of leagues sell the narrative that Julius Randle's super hot. Now I understand Randall's dealing with a little bit of an injury that's going to ding his trade value. Um, and be like, look, he's the 27th ranked player over the last month. You could probably get Aaron Gordon and another piece in, in some casual leagues for Julius Randle. That's probably true. You could probably throw in a little extra and, and um, just something of non-consequence, right? And, and and probably make that trade. Right. And so, I mean, I think that there's a way to use all these numbers and, and all these numbers are valuable, even if they're not necessarily what we think is going to be the rest of the season value. That's um, I think, I think you're right about that. There's always uh, ability to kind of look at those short term values and, and kind of exploit them depending on uh, what, what you're trying to do buy low or sell high. Uh, another guy that I'm looking to buy low on, and I think this is this one's pretty obvious, Tyler. Chris Middleton struggling greatly right now. Uh, basically, after the kind of incident with the uh, the coaching staff there in Milwaukee and a brief absence, uh, Chris Middleton uh, just has not been the same. And it's very, very strange coming from a, a guy who usually performs – in that top 40, in that top 30, year in and year out, almost an Iron Man, you know, uh, minus that one year he was uh, only played 29 games. You know, he usually plays north of 70, uh, 78 games. So uh, very, very strange to see him kind of just lose his shot completely. And this hasn't been a particularly great shooting season for Chris Middleton in the first place. But all the other stats are, are are pretty much there, so I just think that field goal percentage that's fallen off over the last few weeks it comes back to where he is this season. But do you do you actually think that field goal percentage uh, of about you know a little under forty two percent can get bumped back up to closer to you know forty four forty five like he's performed in the past uh, uh, over the last few years with Milwaukee? So he's shooting a lot more three-pointers this year. You know, he shot a career-high five per game last season, and now it's up to seven. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Coach Bud, you know, coming in in his new offense where he wants Middleton shooting more threes. Um, that's obviously going to hurt his field goal percentage. Now I don't think it's going to hurt it to the level that it's hurting it so far. And we've really just seen Middleton miss a lot of his two-point shots this year. That's not something he normally does. Um, so – I would guess his field goal percentage probably falls more in that 44% range just because he's shooting the, the larger amount of three-pointers this year. Um, and it's worth saying Middleton is a really good three-point shooter too. He's a 39% uh, shooter for his career. But obviously more attempts at a lower percentage is going to ding him down. Um, I just think, you know, there's adjustment period's been a little rough and then he got benched by Coach Bud and we've just seen poor shooting month. But you know, poor shooting months aren't that uncommon, even for, you know, high-valued players. And I think the last thing that's worth mentioning is, you know, we mentioned this in the preseason. Middleton was, you know, Middleton's always a little bit underrated. So 
the fact that he was probably underrated to begin with, and now, you know, he has this poor shooting, and then he had the whole benching thing. You could probably buy real nice and low on Chris Middleton right now. Yeah, anytime I can get Chris Middleton on my team, I am interested in that. Um, I I do think he gets right back to where he was uh, earlier this season. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about this. That that Bucks team is pretty incredible. Uh, often they don't play as many minutes simply because they're blowing teams out. And uh, down the stretch here, I think uh, you know maybe not over the next you know two, three, four, whatever. But down the stretch with Chris Middleton, I think the that team will be humming and they'll be playing quite a bit, competing for um, potentially the top seed in the East. That's that. That is what is at stake here for the Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out, uh, props to the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever hated the Milwaukee Bucks, even though they're so close to Chicago. You know, I'm not a fan of them. Uh, they talk a little too much shit. They got a, a little bit of a little brother kind of syndrome going on there with Chicago. But uh, I'm rooting for Giannis. I'm rooting for uh, the Bucks as long as they, you know, they're, as long as their mouths aren't moving too much. Uh, I'll, I'll root for Giannis. It's hard not to. Did you just say the Bucks were afraid of the Bulls? The seven-win Bulls? Who just no, not the, the Chicago Nets? Bulls. No, they have little brother syndrome for the city of Chicago in all oh. aspects of it. I mean, feel free to feel free to tweet at me at Watch the Boxes, and I'll I'll let you know more about it. Um, no, of course not. They're not afraid of the Chicago Bulls. Um, uh. Okay, I was going to say the Bulls have no. lost the Nets, and the Nets were on the second of a back-to-back. So no, the Bulls are afraid, trash. You're afraid of the Bulls. The Bulls are absolute trash. The only team afraid of the Bulls is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, but no, shout-out to Giannis and the crew. And the, uh, I got to go up to that new stadium, check that out here at some point this season. Uh, and I, I, I hope they do well, and I hope Chris Middleton gets back to where he was, and I think he will. And that's why... He is a bylaw candidate. Um, oh, you you want to play a fun game? Sure. Okay. So, the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers have more road seven wins. games in a seven game series. No, no, no. They have more road victories. Okay. Than a team competing for a Western Conference playoff spot. Wow. They were, they were actually in the Western Conference playoffs until they lost. Um, on Tuesday night. Do you know the team? Hmm. So the Bulls have three road wins, and so do the Cavs. Interesting. Despite, despite having 15 wins combined. This team has... This team has 15 wins. But They're... less than three road wins. Yes, sir. Shit. That's a tough one. Is it the Houston Rockets? Um, no, the Houston Rockets are 7-9 and nine away from home. Okay, good for them. So, man, is it the Denver Nuggets? The Denver Nuggets are eight and six away from home. Oh, I don't know then. What was the answer? The answer is the Dallas Mavericks, who are two and 11 on the road this season. Wow. That is, I'm a little surprised by that, actually. The, the Minnesota Timberwolves are also two and 12, but they only have 14 wins. Uh, woof. Those team, yeah, Minnesota's not going well up there. Sorry about you. Um, that's too bad. I, I'm surprised. I did not know that. So, um, shout out to the Bulls and the Cavs for not making the playoffs, but you know, 
not being the worst team on the road. Good hashtag, job, guys. Hashtag fun with stats. Hashtag small victories. Um, it is an embarrassment here in Chicago. I can't even. I can't even think about it. I can't even talk about it. So let's talk about uh, our last buy low guy here. Um, Tyler, is anyone in, is specific you have on this list that you really, really, really want to talk about? I know uh, CP3 is kind of the, right there, but uh, you know he's been a little bit of a buy low for for most of the season. Uh, is there any? Is there anyone in particular you like? Well, and the interesting thing about Chris Paul is, you know, Chris Paul is known for one thing, kind of right, and that's his massive efficiency for a point guard. You know, good field goal percentage, good. Yeah free throw percentage, and that's kind of been the one thing that's been missing for Chris Paul, right? I mean, he's still getting the assists. He's just not shooting very well at all. Yeah, that and, makes zero sense to me. That is and, such an outlier. And so, you know, if you're looking for efficiency, especially in Roto Leagues, uh, Chris Paul seems like a great target. You know, he's a 47 point, sorry, 47% field goal shooter for his career, and he's shooting 40% this year three-point percentage is way down. You know, even the free throws are only at 80% when he's a career 86% shooter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really interested in buying Chris Paul um, right now. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting names on this list. Um, some of them have to do with injuries. Some of them just they're not playing that well. You know, Jimmy Butler's still kind of adjusting to that new situation. Maybe you could buy him low. Um, there's plenty of point guards on this list. Uh, Willie Colley Stein, which he was kind of the interesting one for me in the sense that, you know, everyone got a little bit hyped on him at the beginning of the season, and now his numbers have kind of faded back. And he is the 141st ranked player on this list. And it'll be kind of interesting to see where Willie Colley Stein goes from here because, well, I'm not sure Willie Colley Stein is the top 70 player, and I'm not sure he's the 140th ranked player. I think he's probably somewhere around that 100 range. Yeah, I was actually interested in Willie Kelly Stein uh, on this list here. Um, a, a player that I've always kept a target on uh, simply because of his fantasy game, his ability to kind of do a lot of different things, um, pro- probably should be playing a little bit better, though. Do, I mean, you used to follow that Sacramento Kings. Um, if he's available... Just out on the waiver wire, would you would you recommend picking him up in just a standard head to head league? Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably right around the top one hundred player this year. So yeah, and here's the thing that Kelly Stein's been missing is the blocks. You know, he's only playing twenty eight minutes a game. Um, you know, he's shooting the ball very well from the field. He doesn't shoot three pointers, so that's a that's kind of a mark. He's never been a good free throw shooter, but he's getting eight rebounds, two point four assists, but only half a block a game on the season. And we've seen him average right around one block a game in twenty eight minutes. So expect that number to kind of creep up a little bit, and maybe the efficiency to creep down a little bit. And you kind of find his mark somewhere around that top one hundred, I believe. Um, yeah, I think he he does end up being right there. He's had a history of being able to do that. Um. Sacramento obviously playing way better than anybody thought they were ever capable of playing. So shout out to Sacramento. We're, you know, I'm being a lot, a lot nicer than I usually am this episode. So hopefully that all changes next time. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything you want to plug or anything, anything else where people should uh, go read your stuff? Um, you know, you can just follow me on Twitter at Tyler P Watts. It'll all be on there. I'm sure. That's right. 
Tyler is always writing something. He's got a lot of good content out there. Go follow him at Tyler P Watts. You can find me at watch the Bucks. guys. If you like what we're uh, doing here, rate review us or tell people in your league, tell a friend, tell a cousin, steal your parents, uh, phones, download, subscribe and download to the podcast. Then give them their phones back. Like don't actually steal their phones. Just borrow them, give them back. Uh, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate it. It always helps us out. We love feedback for the show. Hit us up there. But if you really want to support the show, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You will get this content ahead of all the regular listeners out there and you'll be better prepared for your league. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one.